And that's Harley Sule on RTHK Radio 3. And the song is Something Good. Uh, it is 1.31 right now on the 123 show with me, Karen Ko. We have something really good coming up now. We're talking with Jeff Rotemeyer, who is the founder of Impact Hong Kong. And... Of course, everybody knows the government's tighter coronavirus restrictions came in at midnight last night with restaurants no longer able to serve dine-in customers at all until at least the 4th of August. And while this may impact your breakfast and lunch plans, there may be, there are many people for whom it's a lot more serious. Um, the homeless people in Hong Kong, many of them rely on 24-hour restaurants like McDonald's, for example, not just for food, but for shelter and a safe place to spend the days and nights. So we're going to talk to Jeff and find out more about um, how they're impacted. Jeff, welcome to the program. Thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks. It's great to be here. So tell us, how many people, first of all, are we talking about? What kind of numbers and what kind of conditions are they living in? Yeah, I think you have to, you know, when you think about the numbers of homeless individuals in Hong Kong, you know, comparatively around the world, you'd think it's quite a small number. You know, the government, uh, number one, they, they call them street sleepers and, and they have to be registered to be in that category. And I think the government have it at around 1,300-ish, uh, something like that right now. Um, and that's for individuals who have gone to a, a government facility and registered themselves as homeless. Um, but what we found is that almost all of the individuals that we work with on the streets are not registered uh, as street sleepers. So. Mm. It's very difficult to get a grasp on the numbers. And why don't they? Why don't they register themselves? Is there any disadvantage to doing that? The I guess the the key is that there's no advantage. Mm. You know, you're not going to get any extra support. You're not going to get housing. You're not going to get extra financial support or care. Um, it's really just a paperwork process. And and yeah, there's no there's really nothing to gain. I mean, you could possibly go into a temporary shelter when they are open which is about 3% of the nights or 4% of the nights uh, throughout the year. So really there's not, there's just nothing to gain. And, you know, you have hundreds of thousands of people, you know, uh, in Hong Kong who are living really on the brink of homelessness at any moment. Um, you know, subdivided apartments, coffin homes, caged homes. We're talking about hundreds of thousands of people, you know, one paycheck away from falling down. And that's why we're seeing, um, due to COVID-19, we're seeing a huge increase on the streets. Yeah. So tell us exactly what you're seeing. I mean, since the pandemic and especially since businesses have had to close and we know people are losing their jobs, what do you actually, how do you see that reflected? Yeah. I mean, even amongst my friends, you see fear, you, 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 you hear about people going through some difficult times and on the streets, we just see that just completely multiplied. You know, we see people who are desperate and scared. Um, they don't know where to go and they, and they're just grateful for the support that we give. Um, you know, out of our center in Taikok Choi, you know, we serve about 500 meals a day. Wow. Um, that's just out of our center. You know, and individuals there, you know, rely on us every single day um, to eat. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of pressure. And, you know, you look at what's being told to us now, stay home. Um, you know, you can't eat. You know, where, where are they supposed to eat? It's a very, very difficult challenge. What um, what kind of conditions, I mean, I know there's a range, but what are some examples of the type of conditions that people are living in if they're homeless? Where are they actually living? In just, it's heartbreaking. Um, just, to, just to put it bluntly, it's just very, very sad. I mean, it's one thing in theory just to say, oh, you're sleeping outside. But, mm. um, you know, you're sleeping in places where nobody wants you to be, which 
very difficult for us to comprehend. Um, you always are in fear. You're in fear of being kicked or stolen from while you're sleeping. Uh, people walking around you, um, people moving you, telling you to go somewhere else and not knowing where that would be. Um, it's just a lot of, of fear and, and, and pain. And that's not even, that's not even talking about the pain that led to their homelessness, you know, in that path and their, and their loneliness and their lack of hope for their future. And that's why, you know, suicide on the streets is just a very, very big, big issue. Yeah. And it, people are in a lot of, a lot of need. And do, do people, do usually other people who find themselves homeless not really not have any family support or any other form of support? Yeah, I think that is the greatest cause of homelessness in Hong Kong and probably internationally is, is, is that lack of um, connection. It's that lack of anybody in your life who you're comfortable or trusting of, um, to speak to when you're in need and, and somebody who would be there for you. You know, that's, that really is, uh, in a nutshell, what Hong Kong is. And, you know, the individuals that we meet on the streets are very, very alone. And very rarely do they have any family connection at all. Mm, amazing. You know, the story, I mean, the narrative that's pushed really is that anybody could become homeless. Right, and, yes. You know, that's partially true. But, you know, I, to be honest, if I lost my job and lost everything today, I'm not going to become homeless uh, tomorrow or the next month or the next month because mm. I... I genuinely have a family that I trust and I could say to them, Hey, I need your help right now. And they would be there for me. And, and the individuals on the streets, you know, they're, they're just not in that situation. It's really, really tragic to know that that's happening in a place like Hong Kong. And, you know, the other thing that I'm curious about is you mentioned the shelters really not, not being so accessible or, or not even open. What, what's the story with the government shelters? Well, government shelters are temporary. And, you know, you can't, uh, if you want to have a, a permanent fix to something, you can't, you can't attack it with a temporary uh, solution. And the government will only open up these amazing spaces, these huge spaces that they have designated for homeless shelters with hundreds of beds. Um, and the doors are locked every single night. And, and they're locked um, even before COVID, with or without COVID, these doors are locked uh, simply because it's just not hot enough for them to care. If, if the temperature was a hot weather warning or a cold weather warning or a typhoon three or above, then these doors would be opened. But even when they're open, the homeless, to be honest, they, they don't go there because you're not greeted. You're not greeted with any warmth or mm -hmm. any dignity, you know, opportunity. You know, when somebody comes to see us in our center, we have people coming every day. Uh, new people. And, you know, we see that as a huge opportunity. It's a real blessing in life to be able to help someone. And when somebody comes to you asking for help, that's an incredible opportunity that you have to make sure that that individual feels cared for and make sure that that individual knows that he has an opportunity. And I think that's what the government doesn't really grasp in terms of the importance of care and kindness on how you help people in need. And the last thing that these people need is paperwork. Yeah, exactly. And they, they need to be able to be given a bit of dignity as well. I mean, have you seen uh, any moves by the government to boost services, to acknowledge that this is a problem, to actually try to address it in some long-term sustainable way? I have seen nothing. I have not seen a single or heard of a single act uh, that's been taken to directly support the homeless in this time. Um, I, I've, I've seen, you know, months ago, the, 
when McDonald's had to close, which shouldn't have even been a story, a fast food restaurant closing and taking safety precautions right. shouldn't have even been a story. Um, but it was because that's hundreds of home, hundreds of homeless individuals forced to go somewhere else. And, you know, that happened before and then it's happened again now. And in that time, was anything addressed or done? I think it's just a community in Hong Kong that are just kind of forgotten and just kind of said, you know, just go somewhere else. You know, we're not really interested in caring for you. Just go somewhere else. And that's and that's just unacceptable. Yeah. So it seems like they the homeless just are not represented. They they just don't have a voice. I mean, what are what are some simple things that could be done that would help them substantially? I think, you know, as a charity, you know, we're trying our best to get as many individuals off the streets as possible. We've helped over 200 in our short time as a charity. We're three years old now. Um, and this year we've already helped to almost 125 people into shelter in 2020. Um, you know, we're, we're quite understanding of how to help an individual off the streets and how housing and jobs are not enough. And you need really a community. You need friendship, you need counseling, mentorship, sport, art. We really have a holistic program. But at the end of the day, um, you know, if you really want to help the homeless, um, you have to educate society about the importance of caring for people in need. Because people are always going to be knocked down. People are always going to fall down on hard times. And when you have a society that is understanding of the importance of caring for that person rather than judging them, at the end of the day, that's the greatest thing we can do for the homeless is really just keep educating, keep getting the word out. Um, and that's what we're trying to do. Mm, and, and promoting interaction as well. Um, and how have you, coronavirus, and what have come with it? You know, it's, um, yeah, we're, we're, as a charity, we're really blessed. We have a huge uh, amount of caring supporters, volunteers, people who are just really dedicated to standing up for people in need. Um, our staff have been incredible. They're just doing such a great job each and every night. It would be very easy for us as a charity to just fold up shop and say, you know what, it's not safe. Mm -hmm. We're going to have to close. Um, but we will not do that because um, we just will not accept um, the individuals that we support each and every day being alone because we realize that that would result in deaths and yeah that's just, just we just have to keep we just have to keep focused on doing all we can do and focused on solutions and yeah i'm really proud of our team for doing so um i mean of course apart from worrying about where they're going to eat where they're going to sleep um and, and be safe the homeless must also be worried about coronavirus and actually getting sick yeah, it's, it's not really their top concern, to say the very, very least. Most of them that we've spoken to really have no fear of the virus at all because really? you know, there's that lack of anything to lose. Mm. Um, they're more stressed about where they're going to sleep or, you know, are they going to have any food? You know, that's, you know, at the end of the day, that's much higher concern because if you if you think about, you know, important things that you have throughout your day you know if you don't know where you're going to sleep and eat that's a lot more than the potential of getting sick um so it's a yeah it's, it's a it's a thing we're trying to do just to keep our beneficiaries safe providing thousands of masks per week hand sanitizers um, social distancing where we can and yeah it's a it's a challenge and, you know, we know all these restrictions are being changed all the time. You know, they're coming in for a week, then maybe extended for a week. If the the way they are now, especially with the restaurants not being able to have any dining customers, if that goes on for 
you know, another few more weeks or months, what will the impact be? Boy, it's it's un, unheard of. You know, I'm not. I'm really not sure on how to answer it. It's just scary. Um, I think it's you know, it's just one of those things that's difficult to comprehend. And you know, and just looking at how many people there are in need right now, and and with businesses closing more and more, and we're seeing individuals on the streets who have been there for as little as a few days. Um, that's pretty heartbreaking. And yeah, it's it's difficult. I mean, I don't really know even how to answer it. It's just a really, it's just a big challenge, a big, big challenge for our city. Yeah, I mean, it really seems almost surreal that, um, you know, a, a place like McDonald's is so important to for people to actually live. I mean, you just wouldn't expect that this would be something in, in any major city. Awful. What an awful situation that that people have to sleep there. And, and many of them are, are homeless uh, seniors. You know, I I heard a suggestion from someone the other day that McDonald's should um, put lockers inside um, so that the homeless can put their bags in there and they should put little plug extra plugs so they can charge their phones. And I was like, this is this is a fast food restaurant. Exactly. This is not a, it's not a community not center. A, it's not their job. <laughs> yeah, it's not their job to take care of the homeless. This is I mean, this is the government's job. You know, this is. What is the government going to do about this community? And is the amount of death that we see on the streets, is that something they just think is acceptable? I've had many homeless friends die over the past year. Um, when, when, is, when is this government going to take you know, some real action towards this? Uh, I'm, I'm very curious. Yeah, definitely a question that, that should be put to them. Well, Jeff, um, if anybody wants to help, if, if they want to find out more about what you do and also provide any assistance, where, where can they find out about that and how can they reach out? Yeah, thank you so much. It's a, our, our website is impacthk.org. It's O-R-G. And um, we're very active on Facebook as well, Impact HK Charity. And yes, we have volunteering activities still every single day. We've we've taken our volunteer numbers down um, because of social distancing and, and gathering, but we still need to get on the streets and make sure that people out there in need, um, you know, do know that they're cared for and have an opportunity with us. And, and yeah, so we just all, all the support um, that you can give, we just really greatly appreciate it. Okay, so any listeners out there, if you have extra time and you want to help the homeless, please reach out to Jeff at Impact Hong Kong. Uh, Jeff, thank you so much for joining us and really hoping that um, we can get make the situation get better. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I really appreciate this. Okay, thanks so much, Jeff. And we've been speaking with Jeff uh, Rotemeyer from Impact HK.